0: Here the Turtle is presented by Toyota. Toyota helps you get the most out of your drive. Just ask a friend who drives one. Shop Biotoyota.com, Toyota's official website for deals, to find the Toyota that's right for you. Toyota. Let's go places. It's Wednesday, March 30th, 2020, and Keith, the quarantine adventure for Hear the Turtle continues into week two. We have done phone calls. We have done FaceTimes, and now you and I are recording this through Zoom. Which one of you enjoyed the most?
1: Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta try everything, Taylor. You gotta see what <laughs> works, see what you like, see what you don't like. Um, just get get a feel for for what's out there. Uh, I like the Zoom because we can see each yeah, other, Zoom we can interact, um, we can see your fantastic backdrop um, that you set up for our interview <laughs> today with Michael Loxley. and you've got the Maryland baseball hats, you've got the Terpscript script helmet, you've got the Donovan Pines uh, yes. Maryland. Is that an NCAA tournament uh, table tent?
0: That is, a, that is what we call a table tent in okay. the business, Keith. Uh, Very nice. That's the old uh, media relations nerd thing that you keep is the is the table tent. So, sure. so we've got so that we, going on for us, which is if, fine. If you're Keith, on the other side, if you're listening and you go watch the interview, there's nothing to see on Keith's wall.
1: I, I have a white blank wall. So <laughs> we, 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 we got to figure this out. I, I'm here in the home studio. I'm down in the family room uh, of my apartment in Baltimore, uh, my row house. So I might need to kind of, you know, use the community here to find some type of you know backdrop, whether it be a um, a painting, a mural, a something um, to kind of liven up uh, this look. But yeah, you know what? I hey, find you something back there. But we've we've a blank canvas to work with, and that that's a good place to start. A lot of times in life, Taylor.
0: Yeah, I just fortunately had these shelves, which I wasn't really focused on here. And, and you're in Canton, I'm in Fed Hill uh, in Baltimore, and I and I didn't really know what to do with them. And now it's really turned out well. This is like my Adam Schefter. Backdrop. Yes, so maybe uh, I add some books. One thing that's I coming today.
1: One thing that's coming out of this COVID nineteen situation, Taylor, is we're seeing the home office setups of <laughs> sports celebrities and talking heads all over the uh, the sports universe, and um, you know some people better than others, obviously, uh, as seen by here by my blank wall.
0: Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry had Dr. Anthony Fauci on yesterday, um, and we, we just got taken into his house. It is kind of interesting, like the access that people are getting. Yeah. Us. It's very, very fascinating. And, and and people trying to figure out what content to give sports fans because as we talked about with Coach Lox in this interview coming up, we this, this it's just you're just starving for it. Just turning on ESPN, there's nothing on. For Turf fans, we are gonna have some things for everyone uh, to look out for. Um, we will have here the turtle podcast, as we talked about last week, every Monday, and then ones thrown around. We have some some interviews already done that are gonna be very, very um um good for people for people to listen to, uh, there's going to be some website content coming up. We're going to unveil a bracket with the 32 greatest moments of the last 20 years in Maryland athletics. So be on the lookout for that on your social media platforms. Keith, there's going to be feature Fridays on Fridays for people to go read. Uh, the one up this week is Kyla Charles, a letter from her to, to Maryland and its fans and, and what that all meant to her. We talked about Kyla last week. So that kind of Drives into there. Um so we'll have all those different things, the keep the shell well initiative video. The first one is up with Coach Ryan Davis. And shout out to Coach Davis, who's doing a lot of fun stuff on Instagram and Twitter, um, giving out workout ideas and motivational speeches. That dude has energy for all of us. Uh so he he's been awesome, and we'll see those from Maryland coaches and staff each week. So a lot of different stuff out there for Maryland fans. Um obviously all the different sports putting out their things. So we're trying to bring you as much stuff as possible. Make sure to watch unlocked as well. Um, which leads perfectly into our interview. Unlocked, available on YouTube, available, uh, comes out already on, on, on Twitter and Facebook. So you can go find the episodes in a variety of different places. It's a great inside look at the culture that Michael Loxley, our guest this week, is building, Keith.
1: Uh, yeah outstanding it's been a it's been a great series so far just to kind of get that behind the scenes and I, I love those documentaries because it gives you a, like a, a chance to feel like you're there in the room feel like you know these these guys feel like you know the, the personalities and the people that surround uh, the Maryland football program and um, but as we saw from Mike Loxley's from our zoom call with him um, he's a Maryland fan through and through he had probably the best setup you'll ever see oh my god uh, in his basement with the Len Bias uh, frame uh, behind him you know with the, the reverse dunk him versus. Jordan, uh, all that great stuff. So you know you're getting an authentic Maryland guy uh, in Mike
0: Locksley. Yeah, great interview with Coach Locksley. Second time for, for Coach Locks on the program here. We had him last April during spring ball, Keith. And that, that seems like
1: 10 years ago at this seems point, doesn't so it? so
0: long ago. I went back and listened to it before we talked to him, and it feels like a 1,000 years ago, but it really was less than a year ago that we had Coach Locks on the show and and listening to him back then sort of talking about just sort of the freshness of having the job and how much it meant to him. None of that stuff has gone away in terms of what it means to him. But now he's got so much more knowledge of what he's done over the last year. Uh, And obviously Maryland football had its, its ups Keith at the beginning of the year had its downs as they went through the year Then had a great up on signing day, adding a great class topped off, as we talked about in this interview with Kim Jarrett, that recruiting momentum has fortunately continued for Coach Locks. We got into a ton of things. I think the most fascinating, it's the same, same sort of thing we talked about with Brenda Freeze, Keith is how coaches are adapting to this situation and what they're doing on the football side with all the technology is super interesting. Trying to install packages on in the offensive, defensive and special team sides of the balls for their players, keeping, as Coach Locks said, them mentally in tune to what they need to do um, and then what they're doing, trying to keep them active. Uh, obviously, they can't have any workouts planned for them at this point. Um, and if they're sort of, uh, on their own, but culture is what breeds that accountability, um, of doing that. And it sounds like coach Lux has that stuff, Keith.
1: Yeah. And admittedly Taylor, I don't think I'd ever been on a zoom call before this you know, situation <laughs> has unfolded. This probably won't be the last zoom call I'm on in my lifetime. So I think this platform is going to get a lot of use uh, over the next several months.
0: It certainly is from from Coach Locks. So let's get that into that interview. We talked for a great 20 minutes with, with the head coach of Maryland football, Michael Laxley. should be an interesting one. Let's see what Coach has to say. As the University of Maryland celebrates the start of another athletic season, Maryland Athletics is excited to announce the launch of Terps 10,000, our campaign for a goal of 10,000 Terrapin Club members. Individuals who join the Terrapin Club during the campaign and become new members will receive a Maryland Terrapin Club branded flag to proudly fly at your home, office, or tailgate. All current members are eligible to receive a flag by donating an additional $55 to the Terrapin Club. Plant your flag at terps10k.com. We're here on here the Turtle with the head coach of Maryland football, Mike Loxley. And coach, first of all, weird times for you right now. What's it been like to sort of run your team when you can't talk to them at all during all this uh, coronavirus
2: situation? Well, the good thing is we, we have been able to communicate with them. Um, obviously, the last two weeks, so the spring break and then the extended week that, that they had, uh, they've had no obligated team activities. But as a coaching staff, uh, their safety and health and welfare is at the foremost of our thoughts. So we've been in constant communication with our guys, uh, checking in as to where they are, making sure they're safe, making sure that they're fine and that their families are fine. So we spent the last you know, week pretty much touching base with them by position groups, by position coaches, as a head coach. And, uh, you know, everybody's doing well uh, as best as we can during these weird times. You put out an awesome PSA, you know,
0: talking about stopping the spread and all the the different things that we need to do to sort of stop this virus from continuing on. And obviously, it's had a personal effect for you with Alice McKenney's father being diagnosed with with COVID nineteen. Um, what sort of inspired that, and and how important did you feel like it was to use your platform to try to help people deal with this uh, situation?
2: Well, I mean, I think the big thing is we all uh, ha- have to make those really strong decisions and choices, and we always talk about having the right habits and behaviors and. Right now, the way the COVID-19 is, is continuing to spread, it's really important, obviously, to try to contain it. And if we want to get back to normal, uh, we've got to all do our part. Uh, the quicker we do our part, and the, the quicker we do our part, the quicker we'll have an opportunity to maybe get back to some normalcy. But uh, I just thought it's uh, only right uh, to reach out to the Terp Nation, our players, our supporters, our fans. To just give them my my point of view, and it's what everybody else is saying. Let's let's be smart about uh, social distancing. Let's be really smart about sheltering in, and you know, the quicker we can do these things and get it contained, the quicker we can get back to normalcy, and that's what we all want.
1: And coach, when you kind of started to realize that you know spring sports were getting canceled, March Madness is getting canceled, you see the seriousness seriousness of the situation, and how it was going to impact your team. How did your staff kind of attack the challenge of knowing that you're not going to be able to meet face-to-face and do all the things that, that you're kind of used to doing on a day-to-day basis?
2: You know, I think the big thing is we've always taken that approach that we only want to worry about things we can control. And this pandemic is out of, out of our hands and out of our control to, to try to figure, figure that piece out. But what we can do is look for solutions and answers to how we can best continue to develop our team and our program. You know, we've spent the last week, uh, we're still holding our virtual uh, staff meetings. Uh, we're staying on our normal schedule that we have. We do football in the morning from 7.30 to 10.30. We'll have a staff meeting at 10.30 to gather and get all the updates on anything involving our team, from whether it's our trainer, our strength and conditioning coach, our nutritionist, everybody's involved in that. And then we spend the afternoons recruiting, um, uh, you know, via our platforms that we have available to us. And uh, so we're, we're, we also wanted to make sure we gave ourselves the best opportunity when this thing opens up on Monday, our players start school again with the online courses that we also uh, are using the cutting edge platforms that, that are provided to make sure we, if we can't physically develop our team, let's really focus on the mental development, development of our team. And so uh, we feel like we've got a good system in place. We've uh, used it all this week as a staff to familiarize ourselves with Zoom and the different ways that we can meet and and get the information to our players. And so we're going to continue to develop our team mentally, and then whenever this thing opens up, we'll get back to attacking the physical part.
0: I'm fascinated by the idea of trying to install offenses and defenses over a virtual meeting. How do you accomplish, as you said, mentally preparing your players when you can't really see them face-to-face physically? Um, how, what sort of things do you use um, to get them right for that stuff? You no, know,
2: the big thing is, is we spent you know the six weeks of uh, that we had for conditioning, and from the time they got back, the end of January, uh, as a staff, we went through our cut ups and, and watched every play and uh, digested it and, and and put things in place to improve in all three phases of the football based off of what we did last year, and we put together what we call teach tapes and install tapes where you know, our coaches and our coordinators go over each particular play. And and then, so what we're going to do is use the Zoom meetings where we actually can see them. We know they're in the meeting. Uh, we have different uh, the different installs and videos where Coach Montgomery, Coach Hoke, as well as Coach Hilo will all have opportunities to install the system and then still break out and do our position meetings. So, though we're not in the same room, um, we feel like we're still getting the same things accomplished, Uh with the mental development of our team by doing these meetings the way we're we have them set up. And, and I think we'll be, I think it'll be fine.
1: Obviously coach, when, when things are turned to normal, you'll be back around your guys. You'll see them in the weight room, out on, out on the field, working out. Um, what are, are kind of you and Ryan Davis doing to make sure these guys are staying off the couch? They're still uh, finding ways to, to work out, whether it be at home or up the street or whatever it may be.
2: Yeah, that's the tough part, and it's one of the things we talked about, you know, the last time we had an opportunity to be together as a team was that with this, we knew this was coming uh, the, the Thursday before they left that, for that uh, first spring break week, and we told our team, and I feel like we've turned the corner as a team from a culture standpoint that, you know, how successful we, we, we will be come this fall will be directly correlated to what we do during this time. And so each guy has to individually uh, be accountable to do the things necessary based on whatever you have available. I mean, we still, again, are still practicing safe social distancing and, 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 and sheltering in, but there are things you can do at home on your own. Um, as a coaching staff, we're going to concentrate on getting developing the mental piece with them in, in these virtual meetings. But each guy has to individually take on the onus of, I need to do what I have to do to improve myself physically and in conditioning until we can get back together. And so what we've done is we've sent workouts to our guys. Uh, there's no, again, no obligated team activities. We can't uh, obligate them to go work out. But I think the type of team that we've, we're developing, um, that's not a concern of mine because these guys want to win. They want to have a chance to be successful here. And I saw us turn the corner somewhat during our winter workouts uh, before we left for spring break, and so I feel very comfortable and confident that we've got the right kind of guys that understand what they do now will definitely correlate to our success coming the fall.
0: Are you jumping in any of Coach Davis's live Instagram workouts? Are we going to see some Mike Loxley um, cameos in those?
2: You know, I'm practicing good social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I may get involved in some other things, but i uh, will be jumping <laughs> in Coach Davis's workouts. You
0: talk about building the culture, and we talked to you way in the spring as you just sort of gotten the job, and we're starting to install that during the spring. And you guys went through some awesome highs during the fall season and then some lows as well. As you went through winter workouts, where do you feel like that culture is following what you sort of referred to as year zero? Um, as the year you kind of came and assessed the program and figured out where you wanted to take it, where do you see that now in March of 2020?
2: You know, I saw us take I saw us take another step as a program to improve. And it started with, obviously, we've lost some players along the way for different reasons, uh, but the ones that are here understand the, the the standard and the principles and values of the organization. You know, as I've said before, alignment is so critical in success. Uh, some of the things I learned from the other opportunities I've had as an assistant at some places that are one big, uh, everybody needs to be in alignment. And then the one thing I feel like is that, uh, our team has improved uh, there's a trust that has continued to to develop uh, obviously trust takes time as i've said before and you know we've uh, done some some neat things within our team and within our organization that's helped us become a tighter knit team and i think those are the things that are going to play huge dividends in how successful we are in the fall Still got a lot of work to do. Um, I like the trajectory of the team and the direction we're headed. We're heading in the right direction. We brought in the right kind of guys and recruiting with smart, tough, and reliable guys. And now it's about just developing these guys uh, to go out and play successful and winning football.
1: Coach, you, you mentioned recruiting there and part of building you know a, a positive culture and a football family is bringing in talented players. So quite simply, how do you recruit at a time like this when you you can't get those those face-to-face meetings and interactions?
2: Yeah, man, I would just tell you, FaceTime and Zoom and obviously, you know, the, the phone, working the phone, social media, you know, I still believe our best advocates are our former players. And man, to have guys like Sean Merriman and Stefan Diggs and Yannick Ngakwe and all these great players that have played here, uh, you know, they're, they're helping. Um, third-party validation, I think, is what makes recruiting go. And we've had some really successful players that have come through the Maryland program and are doing great things at the next level. But we've also had some guys that have come through the Maryland program that aren't playing in the NFL that are still successful in their business life. So. Um, The best of both worlds is what we're trying to develop uh, their resumes both on and off the field and there's not a better place in the country to do it than here at Maryland.
0: It felt like heading into signing day you guys sort of were gaining momentum with getting guys that you really thought were fit for this program and then obviously you top it off with getting Rakim Jarrett on signing day. Take us through those final weeks as you built that class and then what it was like to get him as sort of a cherry on top especially a guy that's from the area and is so so talented.
2: You know, putting a recruiting class together is all about uh, filling your needs. Uh, Obviously, when you go three and nine, you have a lot of needs to fill because uh, you're just not having the success. But we feel like this class that we just signed fit and filled every need going into it. We needed to develop depth on the O line. I feel like the guys that we signed, I think we signed six offensive linemen, um, and all those guys, and we were fortunate, I think two or three of them were on campus uh, in January. So that, that process alone will help us. And so, you know, the defensive backfield, adding speed to our team, um, you know, all these things we felt like we've addressed. Uh, the one area probably that everybody continues to talk about is obviously the quarterback position. We've got two scholarship guys, so there's still a need there. Um, but we feel like you'll see a much improved Josh Jackson in year two in our system. Uh, we still feel really strong and highly on uh, Lance Lejeune and the way he developed throughout the season. You know, we re- we're fortunate to be able to redshirt him, and but we kept him alive and mentally uh, into our into the game plan. So we feel like he's being developed that way. So uh, we're we're still in a in a hunt to fill and add depth to that room. But other than that, we feel that this class uh, will play a huge, huge role and fill some gaps for us that'll help us hopefully. Take the next step uh, on, on game day. As you move that
0: sort of local momentum forward, uh, Jarrett was a big part of that, but it, it's not just about the guys at the top. You want to build depth throughout those classes as well. And you can do that with such a talented air. And you talked about that in our last interview with the, how good the youth football scene is, how good the high school scene has become. Where do you feel like your inroads are now? a year later after last spring, when you just got in here, and obviously have so much experience in the area, um, recruiting on years ago and then, and then throughout the years, um, even at Alabama. Where do you feel like your inroads are now in that local football
2: community a year on from last year? You know, I think the big thing is there's consistency. The, the coaches, for the most part, that have recruited in this area now for two seasons representing uh, our brand of Maryland football that, that we we're, we're putting out there. Uh, they've developed close relationships with the coaches and the the champions in this area. So to me, it starts with uh, defending our turf here and making sure that we can't get them all and we won't get them all, but we need to be in the dance and and really doing our part to give these guys a clear, concise vision of where we want the program to go and how we're going to get it there. So uh, I feel like our coaching staff has done a great job of uh, mining this area developing meaningful relationships with the key people that help these kids make decisions. And I think the kids in this area have really bought into it. So,
1: Coach, a new face on the staff this spring in, uh, in George Hilo, and then you promote uh, Brawley Evans to a full-time role. What do those guys uh, bring to the program uh, as you move forward into the, into the summer and fall?
2: Yeah, you know, I think with George, the big thing when anybody, and when I checked all the boxes on him and all the – the research that we did on him, everything that came out of it was high-energy guy, and we saw it uh, during our winter workouts. He's a guy that brings energy every time he steps on the, the field and every time he's in a workout. Really strong coach, uh, has been brought up in the, uh, the pedigree of defense that we that we, we want to play, uh, having spent time at Alabama with Coach Saban as an assistant, uh, off-the-field assistant. And then he spent time at Florida State, was part of their national championship team, as well as time at Georgia where he spent uh, with Jeremy Pruitt. And, you know, the guys he's worked for are guys that I have a tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for, his coaches and his people. And, you know, George came as highly uh, recommended as any guy that I've ever hired. So uh, I'm excited about him and his energy and what he'll bring to the linebacker room, but also special teams, which is an area we need to see uh, improvement in. And with his passion and his teaching progressions and how he teaches and, you know, I, I, he was a great addition you know, Brawley's a guy that's been around here a long time, and I was here when he first came back, came in in 2012 as a graduate assistant, and to see his development as a coach. Uh, again, a guy that has really strong ties in this area, uh, having been a youth coach as well as a high school coach here in the area. Uh, a guy that's really respected as a coach and the way he develops players. He was probably one of our best recruiters as an off-the-field coach, I and mean, he he had an impact in recruiting as an off-the-field coach where he set the table for our full-time guys to be able to come in and close the deal. And so, again, both these guys, tremendous character guys, uh, great family men, guys that get it and uh, they they'll they add to our program, add value to our program.
0: What do you feel like you want to see uh, from your guys as you enter? uh, I guess year one coming off of a year zero, but we'll say year two um, just as sort of a more normal thing um, as you progress towards the fall. Obviously that's what everyone wants to know. You know, where do you feel like you're going to be heading into game one? What do you want the next couple months to look like? Obviously they're going to be a little bit weird and and different, but where do you want to see your team both mentally and physically heading into next year?
2: I mean, obviously we want to see improvement. We want to see, uh, all the different areas of our program improve every year. That's our goal. Just like we want every player to improve and become the better version of themselves because of the different processes and the time they spend in our program. So, um, you know, for me, I think it starts with making sure that we do a good job of uh, the mental preparation that we can do uh, going through the pandemic, as well as when we're able to get back on the field, uh, get bigger, stronger, faster, which the six week, program winter conditioning program we had we saw us make really big strides so we're excited about getting started we're excited about year two um this this is where you should see some of our our better gains going from year one to year two because of understanding the standard and how we do things
0: coach we've been in a lot of zoom meetings the last couple weeks i think you have the best background of anybody so far take (laughs) us i mean that is just just the entire room there is is just got maryland
2: stuff all over it yeah, this is my this is my Maryland sports bar. Uh, <laughs> I'm hiding the other stuff so that uh, this is a what's this PG13? Problem. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, over my left shoulder is a guy that I grew up watching in Coldfield, and, and Even this picture you see you got MJ guarding him. So uh, this is a picture I actually got in the auction uh, from an auction, and uh, a lot of respect for Lenny man and what he did. And again, was another local. Guy, played right there at Northwestern High School, like three minutes, five minutes from campus. Um, Big time, big time player. I was a big time fan of him.
0: Talking about local guys, and obviously it's something you guys saw in recruiting, what was it like for you to watch a guy like Anthony Cowan Jr., a local guy, stayed here for four years and did what he did for the basketball program. That's got to sort of be a template you can use from a football perspective. Like, look, this is the kind of impact you can make if you stay in this area. Uh, That's
2: been the template that I've used since I started recruiting for the University of Maryland in 1997 and guys like Lamont Jordan and Sean Merriman and Vernon Davis and Randy Starks and EJ Henderson. I mean, I can go go on forever with the names, the Stefan Diggs of the world who made the decision to stay here at home. And uh, having, again, I say this all the time, having been here when we've had some success, it usually starts with owning this area. Uh, and, again, we're not going to always get every player but there should be no reason that we're not in the mix for every guy that comes out of this area because we've got a great product to sell. And, you know, it's been a tremendous investment in football with the uh, brand new cold field house project nearing completion, hopefully here soon. Um, We got a a lot of things. I mean, Maryland is going in and moving in the right direction. Big thing is we just got to keep this alignment where everybody, our fans, our supporters, our coaches, our players, uh, academic, uh, administrative campus, everybody pulling in the same direction for the same cause. Coach, we'll get you out of, out of here in a little bit of rapid fire. First, the activity
0: you're using to cure some of that, uh, quarantine boredom right now.
2: Oh man. So I, I actually have been doing some training, um, lifting weights and some cardio. I have a gym here, very fortunate. Uh, and I got a personal trainer that we're keeping, uh, you know, good social distancing <laughs> kind of helps me through it a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's weird for me because my wife is stuck in Florida. Uh, she went down there with my daughter for spring break and ended up just staying down there because my daughter, again, they closed up school at Auburn as well. So um, I've been here by myself, man, fending them. So I, I, I'll probably lose a lot of weight because I don't have much food here. I'm not eating very well, and, and I'm doing a little training now.
1: Uh, Coach, TV show you might be watching right now or streaming uh, during this quarantine time?
2: Well, I've been watching Madam C.J. Walker. I was a—that's uh, a Netflix series that just yeah. started. Uh, see, I've got a—I got an old school soul, so I watch Poetic Justice. I've been watching a lot of movies. A lot of the old school movies that I grew up—you uh, know, Boys in the Hood, uh, She's Got to Have It—all types of the old movies that I grew up with as a kid going to the movies. So. I've been in a lot of movies, uh, bored to death with no football. I'm still kind of going through withdrawals. I find myself waking up and turning on ESPN and I'm like, (laughs) there's nothing going on there. So I kind of know what it's like to be addicted to something.
0: I think you speak for all of us in terms of, I think I've done that a couple of times I'm like, Oh, let's see what's on in sports. And there's nothing. I'll put you on the spot here. There was a, there was a division one coaches survey yesterday. Jeff Goodman did it. They all answered their favorite movie and TV show. If you had to pick all time, favorite movie, favorite TV show, what do you got?
2: My all-time favorite movie, I'm a big uh, Godfather guy. Like I, mm. I, Every time Godfather's on TV, I'm watching it. So all of them, uh, that's my, my movie choice. All-time favorite TV show, um, And that's a tough one because I just watch sports. I love watching football and, and basketball. So I, I don't necessarily have an all-time favorite TV show. Um, you know, growing up, I was a Happy Days guy. You know, that was one of the TV shows that we would stay up to watch. I don't know if you guys remember what Happy Days is, but. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Been, Come on. Yeah, that might have been my, one of my favorite TV shows growing up. That or Martin. I was a big Martin fan and okay. in, 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 in Living Color. Well, a,
1: a very fitting movie choice for the godfather of the DMV. So I, I think that's. <laughs> there you go. Nice play it right <laughs> in <into> the <laughs> uh, how, how about artists? Artists you're listening to right now, maybe during those workouts, when, whenever.
2: Well, so my nephew, Chaz French, is a local rapper here who signed with Motown, and uh, I'm kind of his listening party guy. So every new song that he has, I think his new uh, project is coming out in May, and he's dropping his first single April 9th or 10th. So he sends me all of his new stuff, and I sit in here and I listen to that. I'm a huge, obviously, Citizen Cope fan. Uh, Cope's been doing some live stuff on Instagram Live. He's done a couple – I think he's got a couple – Instagram live concerts today at six and nine. Um, a, uh, young boy NBA. I'm a, I'm a rap guy, I like country music. I, I kind of, I like a lot of different stuff, but um, I think probably uh, I'd say probably listening to Chas French quite a bit. So Wale dropped you a little message on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, yeah, speaking another, of DMV those, music. another one of those DMV guys, man. And, you know, while loves sports, he's a QO guy, you know, Came from Quince Orchard. I think he played a little football down at Bowie State. Always repping the DMV area. I love, I mean, seeing guys having success in all facets of their life, uh, from the artists here to basketball to football. You know, this area I'm just so passionate about, and it's great to have guys like Wale and and, and all the other guys in this area that really rep and represent the DMV really well at what they do.
0: We'll get you ahead here on this. And we you just said you don't have a lot of food at the house. So maybe this is not happening right now, but your favorite home cooked meal. Uh, we normally ask obviously what your favorite place to go to eat would be. Favorite home cooked meal?
2: Man, my favorite home cooked meal. With, I'm a big steak guy. So I'm a, a ribeye on the grill, uh, dry rub it. I'm not a huge sauce guy. Kind of like the dry rub, ribeye. Kind of, I even have my own special dry rub that it's maybe one day I'll share the recipe with you guys. Oh. Uh, Okay. Um, I'm a big, big ribeye guy and, you know, baked potato, loaded baked potato. And I'm a, I like Brussels sprouts. I'm into the Brussels sprouts. Yes, my Brussels bread. sprouts. Very underrated. That's my a great bakery, So that, that'd probably be my good, my, my, my favorite plate right now.
0: So that's a good tease. Next time on here, the turtle. Maybe we'll talk about the dry rub recipe. Um, And everyone, everyone can, everyone can uh, can get it done the way Mike Loxley does. Coach Loxley, thank you so much for taking some of your time. Good luck to you and your staff as you get through some of these uh, weird times with your players. And we can't wait for Maryland football to be back on the field next fall.
2: No doubt. Thanks, guys. Man, you guys stay safe. Appreciate it, Coach. We'll do. Thanks, Coach. Thanks.
0: Keith, awesome stuff there from Coach Lox. I thought it was interesting when he talked about how not only are him and his coaching staff recruiting, but he's got third-party affirmation out there from former players, Stefan Diggs, Yannick Ngakwe, Vernon Davis, all these different guys. We heard from a little birdie that he was talking to Stefan right before us, Keith, which not a bad lead-in for us, obviously. We, we, we should have had
1: Stefan jump on on the phone <laughs> with Coach Loxy Taylor. Uh, may, maybe next time. But, I mean, th- th- those are your biggest recruiters, right? It's your former players. It's what's the, guy, the guys who have played under you, who know what you're about, who've been around you day after day. Those are, are the type of uh, people that are going to be your best recruiters, you know, beyond you or your staff or whoever it is. So it's awesome. He has those connections um, ingrained into, into his culture and just the, the, um, you know, the people that he's worked with uh, over the years since his time at Maryland.
0: Yeah, and you think about that original sort of movement uh, per se, obviously the players have changed over the last eight to nine years as that sort of has gone up and down. The one guy that's kind of been at the center of the first one and then hopefully the one that's happening right now is Coach Loxley. And that is why they call him the godfather of the DMV. And the godfather, his favorite movie, Keith, didn't have a favorite TV show, but he's a sports guy. so He
1: is watching uh, a couple shows, though, I think, yeah, he, which every, a person shows. Is, every person in America, I think, is doing right yeah, now. Yeah, what are you watching right now? Uh, I'm watching The Outsider on HBO. Mm. Um, I'm about halfway through that. Um, I've been kind of, you know, moving around different shows here and there. I've watched some documentaries, the tiger King documentary, very popular right now. Uh, very much worth, worth the watch. Uh, if you have the time, uh,
0: very interesting story there. How about yourself? Uh, I watched a little bit of that. I watched about an episode of the tiger King. Uh, it was very, very good. I got to finish it. What are you waiting on? I do need to finish. I just, I just bounce around. I've been watching some movies and, and, and things like that. Um, I just finished the all or nothing on the New Zealand, all blacks. rugby Oh, team.
1: awesome. Awesome. That was very, very good. I just Ooh, started one more the, thing. I, uh, I started a formula one documentary.
0: Oh, the drive to survive. Drive to survive. I watched a little bit of that as well. I watched, um, I'm started the Brazilian national team all or nothing Oh, cool! Uh, a little bit. And it, Keith, I finished the star Wars, the new star Wars trilogy. I watched the last two movies. Nicely done. Uh, you're you're so making good
1: use of your time here. Uh, yes. Quarantining at home. Yes.
0: And I, I started the Han Solo movie, uh, was not impressed by the first 20 minutes. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. But if I gotten a little bit of a star Wars kick, um, in, in time here. So a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff to watch and, um, go watch a lot of time to do it. There's tons of Maryland stuff on YouTube. I mean, you can go watch Maryland stuff all day long. I watched, I've watched, I watched Maryland Georgetown from 2015 the other day, the, the 15, 16, uh, we were ranked number three in the country. Great, great game. Uh, we an electric atmosphere. Um, SVP
1: in the house at the desk for that one.
0: Yes. Yes. That was a, that was a fantastic day. Keith, let's move to our senior spotlight. We said each week, sort of in the vein of what SVP did uh, or is doing, which is really incredible what he's doing with the high school and, and different college levels. The stories you see, if you just look at his mentions are freaking awesome. So Go look at what SVP is doing. SportsCenter seems to release the videos each day, so you can kind of go back and work through. I'm sure SVP is interactive with those, so maybe look through his feed. Uh, But from a Maryland perspective, last week we covered Kyla Charles. This week, Elliot Zollner, the fuzz as they call him um, in the baseball team, um, is our guy, right-handed relief pitcher, a side-armor Keith. Uh, and He was having his best year of his career. Um, for the Maryland baseball team that was sort of trying to grow its way um, into an NCAA tournament berth this year. But talk to us a little bit about the fuzz, keep. What those numbers look like?
1: You know, he seemed to carve out a pretty solid role, uh, a relief role uh, for Rob Vaughn and his staff this season. 11 11 innings pitched, uh, seven appearances, no earned runs. Uh, He had a save. He had a win. Uh, 16 strikeouts seemed to be really, really in a groove there uh, to help close out games for Rob Vaughn and his squad helped them to, to five wins over the year. And it's just, it's another one of these stories, Taylor. We've, we've you know, heard it a hundred times of, um, you know, just the what ifs um, that we've been left with uh, here with the, uh, the spring sports situation being canceled.
0: Yeah. And I, you feel good for a guy like that, that he can end. I was around for all, all fuzz's years, uh, working with the baseball team and at the beginning, uh, that dude could not find the strike zone and it always very talented. and had great stuff and could never find it. Could never find it changed delivery changed mental approach, did all these different things, and he finally sort of put it together. Um, And I think he can have a good look back on his baseball career because he's got a job lined up um, out of school. So he may not continue on with the baseball thing. Obviously, if he gets the opportunity, more power to him um, at whatever level that is. But um, a smart guy and a guy that's going to contribute far longer than his baseball career um, may travel, um, but that is our senior spotlight for this week. So good for Elliot Zollner, um, a good kid and, and, and a nice guy. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, that's enough for here the Turtle this week. Uh, had some great fun with Michael Oxley. Once again, appreciate him taking some of his time out of his quarantine schedule to join us this week. And obviously another shout out to Elliot Zollner, our senior spotlight. Follow us on all of our social channels, at Here the Turtle on Twitter, at Here the Turtle on Instagram, Sneds 311 for the guy with nothing on his wall. (laughs) Cameron Snedden. Taylor Smythe 10 for me. We will see you next week on Here the Turtle. Go Terps.